For the Daily Princetonian, I'm Hope Perry. You're listening to Daybreak. Today, we're covering a PETA traveling exhibit that came to campus last week and the upcoming midterm elections. It's Thursday, October 27th. Today, I sat down with assistant news editor Leah Opperman to learn more about a recent visit to campus by PETA. Hi, my name is Leah Opperman. I'm a member of the class of 2025, and I'm an assistant news editor for The Prince. There's sort of a lot going on in this piece. Can you give us a rundown of what's happening? Yeah, it's really interesting. So basically PETA, aka People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, arrived at Princeton last week to provide students with an immersive reality VR experience, which they called abduction. The exhibit basically takes um, humans who participate in it through a process where aliens are experimenting on them, much like how humans experiment on animals. Got it. So say more. Tell me more. What did PETA say about why they came here and their goals? So basically, PETA came here as part of their mission to promote empathy for laboratory animals that are regularly experimented on and killed in the process of like scientific research. PETA specifically came to Princeton because historically, the Princeton Neuroscience Institute has faced several allegations of animal mistreatment by PETA. So PETA hopes to raise awareness for that by coming onto campus. So related to the Princeton Neuroscience Institute, in anticipation to PETA's arrival on campus, they adopted certain preemptive measures, and the associate director of the Neuroscience Institute, Dr. Edwin Clayton, cautioned faculty, staff, and students in the building on Thursday and Friday to just be vigilant of their surroundings and to report suspicious individuals. He also later sent another email that said that the interior hallways of the PNI will be locked on Thursday or Friday due to concerns with um, animal rights activists on campus and that you need to use your ID to be able to access hallways for those days. Got it. Thank you so much, Leah. Thank you. You can read more about this at the link in the show notes. With only two weeks until the midterm elections, races are heating up between contenders in key states. In Pennsylvania, candidates for Senate Democrat John Fetterman and Republican Mehmet Oz faced off in their first and only debate, as the most recent polls show them neck and neck in the race to take control of this key battleground state. Hot-button issues included abortion, fracking, and Fetterman's health. The lieutenant governor suffered a stroke five months ago, which impacted audience comprehension at some points of the debate, as he struggled to complete sentences at times. All eyes are on this race, with the stakes as high as party control over the Senate on the line. Meanwhile in Kansas, congressional candidates Republican Amanda Adkins and incumbent Democrat Sharice Davids faced off on stage, debating on national issues ranging from abortion, war, economy, and climate change. Adkins stated that she did not endorse a federal abortion ban, saying, quote, the people of Kansas have already spoken on the issue, and I respect that. Both candidates criticized Biden about his new college debt forgiveness program, with Davis raising concern over wiping away massive college debts, as the Kansas Reflector reported that the policy, quote, does not fix the issue of excessive higher education costs. Adkins, however, claimed that the college loan forgiveness program would promote unfair distribution of personal debt to taxpayers who do not attend college. And in Nevada, incumbent Democratic Governor Steve Sisolak debated Republican candidate and current Clark County Sheriff Joe Lombardo. While Lombardo walked back his support of a 13-week ban on abortion, after originally expressing support for the policy, he maintained his pro-life stance. Sisolak continues to be pro-choice, although when pressed for a timeline said, quote, I do not think that she, meaning a woman seeking an abortion, would have a right to make that decision at 35 weeks. In international news, the UN Weather Agency reported yesterday that greenhouse gas concentrations climbed to new records last year at above average rates. These findings come as a new UN report says our world's governments have not committed to cutting enough carbon emissions. The report predicts that by the end of the century, global temperatures will rise by 2.5 degrees Celsius if a larger commitment to cutting emissions does not occur. Next month, Egypt will host the UN Climate Summit, 
also known as COP27, where over 200 government leaders will meet to discuss emission reduction efforts and address these rising numbers. Today, there will finally be a reprieve from the rain. Expect a high of 65 degrees and sunny skies. That's all for Daybreak Today. Today's episode was written by Rodolfo Arzaga, Bridget O'Neill, and Ketevin Shavdia, sound engineered by Eden Tashoma, and produced under the 146th Managing Board of the Prince. Our theme was composed by Ed Horn, class of 2022. For the Daily Princetonian, I'm Hope Perry. Have a wonderful day.